For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. We are back. It's post-July 4th, which means the NFL training camps are getting closer, which means the regular season starting to get closer. Can you feel it? Alliance Super Bowl season. We know we can on drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. Anyways, we apologize for being away for two weeks. Um, we hope everybody had a great 4th of July. But we are back. And who said we don't have things to talk about? We have a lot to talk about. The NFL Madden rookie rating came out, so we touched on that a little bit at the top of the podcast. And then we talked about some, well, we tried comparing NBA free agency to NFL free agency and how maybe the NFL can fix that. And then the 18-game schedule being proposed, a constant point of contention in the NFL. We actually had some, uh, we came up with a proposal. Uh, I think UJ brought it up first, uh, how to fix that. Uh, Some interesting stuff right there. And then finally, Stafford. He has a large starting streak, one of the highest in NFL history. And yet he's far away from Favre. Can't he beat Brett Favre in that starting streak? Uh, so we discussed that as well. A lot of good stuff. And we hope it entertains you in your time of needing NFL material at this time of year when there is not a lot going on. But there's always a lot going on here on Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. Thank you everybody for listening and enjoy the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast, where lifelong Lions fans, UJ, Rug Dog, Bob, Connor, and I'm your host, Big Z, to talk about your favorite team, the Detroit Lions, where victory isn't just talked about, it's earned. One pride. Let's get this podcast rolling. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back. It's July 8th. Um, we've been off for a couple weeks. Uh, we got Rudd Dog and UJ. Yo! Hey! Uh, happy birthday, America, as well, uh, we just want to say. Greatest country on earth. Greatest birthday, America. It's yes. another year older. Greatest country on earth with the greatest sport on earth. Football, baby. Oh, yeah. Said it. The great American sport. The, the true American sport in so many ways. Oh, yeah. Greatest sport in the world. I don't know who thought baseball was. That was just silly. Well, I mean, I I respect baseball. I guess it is like a pastime. You just kind of like pastime. It's on. It is a pastime. You know, it's been around a- longer than football. They took away the most violent play in baseball anyway, so who cares? The collision at home plate? Yeah, the did, only play. Did you see wants why? See? Did you see uh, Jonathan LaCroix yesterday get absolutely demolished at home plate? And <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. The guy in the Astros just absolutely, completely took his head out. He, it like broke his nose and suffering concussion. He's out for a while. Oh man! So what happened? What's the, what was the call? Um, the runner was out for because you're not allowed to do that anymore. Like pretty much collide into the catcher. Out or out oh, of the game? Man. Um, out on the field and probably a good hefty fine as well or suspension possibly. I he think they're still deciding. Should got a trophy. That play's missed. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
Did you, did you guys have a good Fourth of July? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. UJ, you went to uh, Door County, right? That's in Door Wisconsin. County, Wisconsin, yeah, Packerland. Uh, do you recommend that to the? <laughs> do you recommend that as a visit to our listeners? Oh, I absolutely do. Door County, Wisconsin, is absolutely a beautiful place. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of Packers fans up there. But you know what? We were up there for a wedding, and uh, believe it or not, there were a couple of people from Detroit, and uh, we actually uh, shared our love of the Lions. So it was kind of nice. Oh, there you uh, go. That's a beautiful story. But Door County was beautiful and still is beautiful, and uh, and I would I would highly recommend it. Did you get a lot of animosity because they knew we were going to wipe the floor with them this year? Uh, well, I didn't get any real arguments with them, but I did argue with some Bears fans, which I'll talk about later. But uh, No, I yeah. mean, those are easy arguments. Well, true, true. But <laughs> there were, there's money involved with our arguments, so oh, all right. later. All right. I love the tease. I love the tease. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, there was something that came out um, recently, and that was the Madden NFL rookie ratings. Uh, I, I haven't actually played Madden in a couple of years, but I always pay attention when these things come out, just to you know, kind of gauge of what the the broader thing about it is. I mean, do do you do you play Madden still, Rud Dog? No, because they stopped innovating like forever ago. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to innovate when they already like. They have no so competition. Yeah, at they have all. no competition. UJ, have you ever played Madden? I played early on a few years ago. I went with uh, with uh, Rudd Dog, and uh, of course he killed me. And uh, you know, I'm kind of old. You know, I like Pong. <laughs> you know that that was my favorite game, and uh, I was pretty damn good at it. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I never really got into uh, Madden. Sorry. You should be. Well, yeah. I mean, ever since they took Michael Vick out, it's been uh, on a downhill. I feel like that was peak Madden when yeah. Michael Vick was in the game. The, the best play was just run straight backwards until you get a, a receiver open and then just rifle it like 80 yards downfield for a touchdown. Or just keep running back and forth until there's nothing and then just run around the whole defense for a touchdown. That was the best. <laughs> now they made it hard and stuff. It's boring. Um. So... The ratings came out for the Lions rookies, all rookies, but the Lions rookies in particular. Uh, we're going to be discussing. And the first one up, obviously, the most obvious is TJ Hawkinson. Hawk. He's the highest rated one. Uh, he So the the best rating for people that don't know is 99. They gave him a 77. I thought they gave him an 80-something. They, may, they might he, they maybe gave him eight him and eighty in like some different categories, but overall is is a seventy seven. Oh, okay, okay. I I don't have the complete splits. I think they just gave the overall ratings right now, not the breakdown like where they do like strength and speed right, and everything right, like right. that. There's some crap on here. Ed Oliver was rated higher. <laughs> I can see Ed Oliver being rated higher. Okay, maybe just on physical attributes, but. That's all they have to go off of right now. No, they can go off their college film and how polished they are as players, and he was not a well-developed player yet. So Jelani uh, Tavai, Tavai, uh, a a solid 69. (laughs) Giggity. (laughs) Um, Will Harris, the third highest uh, with a 67 overall. Is the highest? Yeah. Third highest, third highest. Ah. Austin Bryant, 66. Amari Aruye, 68. That's pretty good for uh, oh, baby. That's for a fifth-round draft pick. It means we're going to win yeah. the Super Bowl. 
That's what and then it, it's basically all 66, which is pretty much the default for a lot of draft picks uh, below yeah. like the that, second round. That's just when they just stop giving a crap about trying to figure out where to actually give these guys accurate rankings. <laughs> I would love to see uh, Johnson's speed in here, the running back that we got late Ty in the draft. Johnson. Yeah. I don't, I don't have that available to me. Hey, let me ask you, see, how do they come up with these numbers? Is there like a committee on Madden that determines it, or is it computerized? Or? There is. They have, guy, they have uh, guys at each game, too, that scout the games. And, like, they're on the on-field scouts, and then they'll report back after the game, and they'll update the stats one way or the other after each game. See, and that's what I'm saying. Like, how the hell do you, does he rank lower than Ed Oliver when clearly he was, like, the top at his position group Recognizing one of the most polished tight end prospects to come out in like a generation, and he still is rated lower than Ed Oliver, who people aren't even sure what he's gonna do exactly in the NFL, just because he compares favorably physically to the other guy, Aaron Donald. I don't bullcrap. Lions getting disrespect as usual. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, th- this is the uh, this is this again the stuff that we talk about in the off season. <laughs> Is important that, in life. NFL rookie ratings. This is important stuff <laughs> in life. Right okay, now. okay. I'm, uh, this is this is always a slow time of year for the NFL. Oh, oh, I got. They do 90, have the like, longest off season. I got Ty Johnson's. Oh, you do. Yeah. What is Ty Johnson? Ninety-two speed. Well, he got the the default sixty-six setting as well. Ninety-two. But speed, ninety-two though. speed. That's all you need. That's all you yeah. need. When I, when I play Madden, I usually just. Go to the fast guys. Yeah, I, if I can, I put in at least NCAA football when I played that. I oh, would just put in, like, I would just find a quarterback with 97 speed and just do triple option. That's, with a, the that's another thing. Please bring back NCAA <laughs> football. Uh, find a way. It's missed. It is, it's dearly missed. Uh, we don't have to get in a hole. You could actually throw jump balls and stuff on the sideline. Every time I had a 6'6 receiver on my team, I would just t- throw him a jump ball, and it would be a, a guaranteed fade yeah. catch every time. Magic, yeah. I oh. that 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 game was great. <laughs> oh, how um, things have changed. Yeah, but oh man, I I wonder if they'll figure out how to balance out paying college athletes and not making it egregious across three divisions of NCAA. Yeah, I mean that would be kind of hard. I think you still do it like as like a slush fund at the end that they get a little piece of or something. Actually, in California right now, they're uh, they ju- they just passed a law, and it's on the governor's desk waiting to sign. Or no, it just passed the House. It's going into the Senate where they will pay college athletes, or uh-huh. college athletes can use their name to sell and make oh, money. I figured but it out. If if California signs that bill, then they will not be able to host any NCAA championships, and schools in that state will also not be able to compete for the championship. Well, exactly. The NCAA can override anything. They, they're the ultimate Let's start a new organization. Thing. So pretty much like it had to be a federal law or all 50 states would have to agree to it at the same time. Kind of like how sports betting right. is becoming legal. You should just break up the NCAA, start a whole new organization with less dumb rules. Um, but who, here we go. It's a technology is the answer to the question. You put, you know, how everything's on Internet now. You can just track simply how much each player is used in the game by individual players, and then you can make a a rate, a tier rate. You know, like you know whoever's used the most. And that's how they determine who gets paid. Yeah. This is, this is uh. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. We'll see about that. 
problem solved. <laughs> but I, I want to bring up uh, the the last part I brought up about sports betting and UJ. I'm going to let you lead the discussion on this because you mentioned up at uh, on your vacation you ran into some Bears fans. All right, All right guys. Well, here, here here's my deal with betting. I, I don't follow odds a whole lot. I go on my gut instincts. And, and over the years, I've won a lot of money in the Lions, and uh, I've lost a lot of money in the Lions. <laughs> my most memorable bet I made was I bet a Bear fan that $100 that the Lions would win eight games, okay? And that's all. Eight games. Ten guesses what year this was. And I'm trying to remember what year this was, but Sean Rogers was playing. That was the year we went seven and one, I think, or seven and two. And I'm like, oh my God, this this is done. And they lost out. <laughs> they wound up seven and nine. And I wound up paying the guy a hundred bucks. That really hurt. That was the year but, Sean Rogers got sick of carrying the team by himself. It was. It was. And I don't remember the exact year, but uh, that was oh right before God. Owen sixteen because we traded him away for Lee Bodden that year, uh, because Mariucci said he's not, you know, he he's not tough enough, or he was lazy, or some BS. Well, like it was that. longer ago. It was longer ago than sixteen. It was. Uh, I didn't say sixteen. I thought that's what you said. No, I said it was the year I, with Mary, not Mariucci. Uh, right, right. With uh, who's that dope who ran the team into the ground? Uh, with. Is this 2007? Does that sound like the correct That's year? That's probably it. Yeah, because 08 be, yeah. was, was, this was the, That was the year before uh, 0 and 16. Yeah, and, and yeah. we traded Sean Rogers after that year for Lee Bodden and the, with the Patriots and then made him earn his spot. <laughs> yeah, Give anyway. Yeah, so that I'm just brought up a bad memory, but uh, I do like to bet on the Lions, especially against Bear fans and Packer fans. <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. It gets their goat. And, and so, like, last year I made a bet Especially on, recently. On the, Last year, before the season started, I made a $20 bet on that the Lions would beat the Patriots with this big Patriot fan at work, and we and I won. I just felt so good about it. So so this year, my big bets, I, I'll, I do my usual Vegas bet, 20 bucks, and the Lions win in the Super Bowl, 60 to 1 odds, uh, and then 20 bucks, and the Lions win in the NFC Championship. Because if they win the Super Bowl, well, I win both bets, you know. But uh, anyway, uh so I got that out there. But then this weekend, I made, I think, there's a couple interesting bets. I made a bet with a Bears fan, a cocky Bears fan, and I said, the Lions will have a better record than the Bears. That was the bet, okay? And then it's 20 bucks, and if one of our teams goes to the Super Bowl, we throw another $100 on top of that. So if the Lions go all the way and win the Super Bowl, he owes me an extra 100 on top of the 20 or and vice versa. <laughs> but so – that's maybe not the most crazy bet, but my next bet, I think, is very creative, and I think it was very ballsy on my part. I made a bet that the Lions' defense will finish higher than the Bears' defense next year. Oh, yeah. In the defensive rank. Trey and, and I truly Wait. believe that's going to happen. Trey? What de- what what sort of <laughs> defensive rating? Uh, just in the overall ranking, you know, however the NFL ranks it like that. Okay. Uh, I mean, it'll, number, it should be know, pretty clear cut, I think, anyways. But yeah, yeah. we're gonna be I, way better. I, I think so, but I, I really think the Lions' defense is gonna be a top five defense this year, and mm. and I think they're gonna be better than the Bears. You get defense. me all excited there, UJ. Well, look, the Bears' defense had a, was great last year, no doubt about it. Khalil Mack and all that. Agreed. They lost. They lost a couple of really good uh, defenders to free agency and stuff, and they replaced them with lesser players. 
So they're not getting better per se. Meanwhile, the Lions got, we were one of the best defenses in the league last year toward the end in the last half of the season, and we got better by free agency. We, we, we got some good guys added to the team, so I just see it getting, I just see good things. Especially so. with big number 5-1, <laughs> Tobias coming out. If Tobias yeah. is not what we uh, think he can be, Bite the Lions tongue. still have a top five defense. Easy. Uh, well, that's an interesting question, but uh, I say yes because I think our secondary's improved uh, with our free agent pickups and with uh, Trey Flowers in there. Yeah, I just, I just see good things. So good yeah, things are happening. Yeah. I just want to see our linebackers really step up this year. Uh, I want to see Jared Davis go off. I, I just really so, hope the second year in the Matt Patricia system will allow our linebackers to be a little more effective this year. So you guys got any bets you would make with people with a with a bear fan or a oh I make fan one I made one I I I I did very well with it two years ago when the bears are bad <laughs> and then I didn't do well last year on it so the bet was uh, however many so let's say the Lions had eight wins and the Bears had six wins. I would win fifty bucks because the bet was uh, twenty five dollars per win, better than the other team. Ah, okay. So uh, two years ago, Lions made the playoffs, and the Bears were like, I don't know, uh, four and twelve or something like that. So I won right. like two hundred bucks, and then right. he ended up buying he ended up buying us Bears Lions tickets for the game, and now uh, <laughs> now the opposite happened last year. So yeah. now I'm going to have to buy the tickets for the game this year, uh, unfortunately, here in Chicago. Well, can't win them all, but uh, <laughs> I like it, though. Are you going to make the same bet again this year? Um, Probably, yeah. I mean, I got confidence in my team. I like Anyone it. else feel like it's been more than just two years since we were in the playoffs? It feels like forever. It does. It does. Don't worry. It's coming this year. It is. It definitely is. Um. Now that you brought up uh, bets as well, I just want to bring up the current odds that the Lions have, the futures odds. You said you paid 60-1, to 1, right? Yeah, at the time, yeah, that's what I got. You got bad value because now the Lions are 80-1. to 1. I know. I might have to throw another bet out there. <laughs> um, what do you, How did they get did, worse? What, wait, what, what time of the year did you make that bet? Uh, this was back in uh, – we went to Vegas – Oh no, that wasn't too long. I think it was a couple months ago. I can't actually. imagine how they got worse in the. Was odds, that before though. or after free agency? That's when Joe was out there with, for that uh, bachelor party, uh, my son-in-law, and uh, he he put the bets in for me. Oh, okay, that was a while so, ago. Might have been before free agency. I I mean, some of these books have different odds and everything like that, so that's also a possibility. I just don't. Sure. Imagine, sure. I can't imagine how our odds got worse since free agency and the draft. I mean, anyway, what other odds were you looking at there, Zach? I mean, the other odds is uh, the Lions, just their odds to make the playoffs. Um, yeah. So a team like the Green Bay Packers, their odds to make the playoffs are minus 130, which is very favorable. Um, like, those are bad betting odds. You, and no is even. So now, to, in comparison, you know, the Green Bay Packers are heavily bet on team to make the playoffs. The, Why? Every, I mean, every year there's a lot of Packers fans nationally. Well, they are dumb. Um. The Detroit Lions to make the playoffs, their odds to make the playoffs are three to one, and the odds to not make it are minus four hundred, which means that you would have to bet um, 
four hundred dollars to win a hundred. Oh wow! And you would only have to bet, uh, like thirty-three dollars to win a hundred for the Lions to make the playoffs. So I mean, just the the complete un yeah. unreliable uh, unfaithfulness We're the by Vegas horse, baby. in the Lions. Yeah. It seems to happen almost every year. <laughs> it's all good. That's one silver lining to losing out on hard knocks. I mean, if there can be a silver lining, because that's still depressing. Don't get me started. What, that but were the underdogs still? That were the underdogs. No one's even thinking about us. We're going to come from nowhere out of left field to wipe the floor. Do, do you think as a Lions fan, if the do you want the respect nationally, or do you embrace the fact that we don't get it ever? And do you like that, that kind of embracing that underdog role? It, it drives me nuts. we can break out of it, it one time. It's tacky, and I hate it. <laughs> I, no, I mean, the, the underdog role is a good thing. I like the underdog speaking. role. I just hate the disrespect. I don't like the disrespect because, I mean, you go to turn it on the news or NFL Network or something like that, it barely touch on the Lions. It's just, just disheartening sometimes. Yeah. I, know, just think just there's a, I think there's a good portion of Lions fans out there that almost enjoy the disrespect to some regard. Well, we are all kind of masochistic. Yeah, I, I don't doubt so. it. I, I mean, I think people enjoy, uh, you know, complaining that we don't get respect. Hey, just, just an example. Remember the draft? I think it was when Tavai was picked in the second round, and they were talking about some quarterback and showing films of him, and they yeah. literally just, yeah. oh, and Detroit picked him, and then boom, never showed a picture of him. They yeah. never showed him. They just, just totally glossed over the whole thing. But that's so typical. Brutal. You know, I mean, just like we don't get anything. It's the like, coverage, you know. It's give like give us a minute or two. Come on, give us throw us a bone, man. I feel like I you mean, know, fine, like yeah, right. Throw us a bone. We, you know, it's great. Fine, we get something. We get to complain about. Woe is me. We win the best, uh, you know, victimized category or whatever. Most disrespected, but. Who care? I'd much rather just get more coverage. <laughs> I just want to see them get like. It's not even that like respect, not in the sense that like people have to like them or something, but just you know cover them equally or you know on the level with these other teams. Well, let's face it. If we start winning, we'll get coverage. Truth. That's so the truth. So we gotta truth. win. I mean, I remember that. Remember the year? I think we went to a playoffs year. We we went five and zero to start the season. Remember? I mean, we were on the cover of Sports Illustrated. All kinds of stuff. They couldn't believe we were. Was that when we out. had that awesome defense with the, led by DeAndre Levy? Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And anyway, well, and we were starting to get some respect, you know, because because we were proving it on the field. So that's what we got to do. Can I just you know? know you guys think like that year with DeAndre Levy and that defense? Can you just imagine if we didn't have Joe Lombardi as our offensive coordinator? <laughs> oh my uh. God. We probably would have been like easy front runners by the end of the season. Ah, oh, so frustrating. That defense got wasted. Th that's one of the oh man, that's one of the bigger what ifs of of modern Detroit Lions football <laughs> for sure. Even Jim yeah. Bob Cooter might have would have probably done a better job that year. Oh, and that's uh, saying yeah. something. I think I could have done a better job. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Bodie, our dog, could have done better. Oh yeah. Just let Stafford call the plays. It probably would have worked out way better. Ah, well. Water <sighs> under the bridge, boys. Yeah. This year, we're going to forget all that stuff. Yeah. Well, th th there was something I wanted to bring up, uh, especially with recent uh, 
NBA free agency, creating like a big splash, at least in, you know, in news and the media. And someone made a good comparison of how NFL free agency, it's exciting, but it definitely could be more exciting, especially, and again, this is just comparing NBA to NFL of how, like the NBA, literally the whole landscape just changed in one day. Like so, so many superstars went to different teams Did in one day. they get a day. bunch of elite immigrants to knock it out? Yeah. What? You said they changed the landscape. Change? Do they come in and just? Oh. Do it? You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah, NBA is a different animal, Z. I mean, it's no, I know. Team, Hold on, I'm getting know? to a point. I'm getting to a point, though. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um. So all these all these uh, NBA players become free agents after three, two, three years, some or four, four at the most. But the NFL has this thing, and it's a big point of contention here going into this uh, collective bargaining agreement in 2021 when it ends that um, the NFL is telling their players to start saving now because they think they're going to go to a lockout. But that's a story for a different day. Um, I've heard that. But one thing that's a, a point of contention brought up, and it is the franchise tag. And I was listening to a podcast, uh, I think Bill Barnwell, and he had mentioned that uh, – the NFL uh, free agency would be a lot more exciting if they got rid of the franchise tag. For people that are not familiar with the franchise tag, it's when you are ready to become a free agent and the team can use this thing called the franchise tag on one player every year and they choose that player. Uh, they have the right to franchise tag them and pay them top five salary of the NFL. So like Kirk Cousins, they use it for years on the right. It's an game. average of the top, average five, of top five, right? five salary. Yeah, at the position. The right. Yeah, exactly. But they also have to add on to the prior year salary as well by a certain percentage. I think it's like twenty percent yeah. or something like that. That's why you, uh, Kirk Cousins was getting paid like thirty something million his last year with the Redskins, and if he did it again, it would have been like forty million. So they didn't want to pay him long term. That's for one year. An, they didn't have enough money to continue. Anyways, do you do you think do you like the franchise? Do you like the fact that teams can tag these people continuously over and over, or would it be more exciting for the NFL if these guys are? able to become free agents earlier in their career? Well, my, my contention would be that if, if it was uh, easier for them to become free agents, they're all going to gravitate probably to certain teams, bigger markets and all that kind of stuff. But the smaller market teams are going to have a harder time putting the winner together. It's already hard enough now as it is, uh, you know. Well, wanted, uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that exactly. Just you don't think so? I don't think so exactly. Just because there's – um, you know, the NFL has a hard cap. It's not like, uh, you know, baseball or something like that, where they can go to like the Yankees and go to a big market team like that, where a bigger market's going to pay them more. Um, a team like Tampa, well, that, that's not a big market team, but a player would definitely go there if they're willing to pay a lot of money. And they it would actually, well, space it would make good, another, it would get, make good players more frequently available. Yeah, yes, the, exactly. But the big, the bigger market teams are going to have first dibs on those guys. Well, I don't you know? totally agree with that. Either. I think NFL is a little different in that regard, just because it's I, already a national sport and gets so much coverage as it is. It's not because I, I think it's not like, for one, it's not like the NBA either, where it's superstar driven. Yeah. So you know, like teams like the Patriots, for instance. Yeah, sure, maybe they got their dibs, whatever. But you don't see them spend like that. You know, like good teams don't break the bank for mega free agents very often so yeah, I, don't, I don't point. i don't necessarily think that would be the case because then you know it, you, you anywhere you anytime you th break the bank for a, a mega player 
you lose something somewhere else and yep. it, it hurts so much more in in the nfl than a lot of other sports i my big thing with it is uh i, I like the franchise tag to some extent i like having i mean i ideally players re renegotiate contracts and stay with their teams but i just I, I i like when the you know players do their careers with their teams and finish out their career with their teams and cause the mercenary nature of, of pro sports sometimes is just so aggravating like when sue left to chase his bigger paycheck which was marginally <laughs> bigger <laughs> yes. like it that was so mercenary and like i mean like and I think it. I think players fail to even notice sometimes what that does to them and what does to their image, because now they're chasing money and going anywhere that people will throw the money at them instead of building their legend with a team. You know, I, I like I like players sticking around and generally only leaving because of hard decisions and and not. So like I like that you can keep your your superstars there for a little while longer. And maybe then renegotiate a, an actual contract without yeah. him to tag him. I, I always think about. I, I would always imagine. I was thinking about this the other day. I think driving or something. Uh, what if at work, I had like I had the ability to negotiate my work contract, my ter- employment agreement, like an uh, athlete. Where I can just negotiate after four years, uh, like the my work's gonna give me the top five salary of accountants in Chicago, the average, or I can go leave and be a free agent <laughs> or something like that. I just signed a nine-year deal. I want my guaranteed money up front. I want a signing, a big signing bonus. <laughs> well, well, when you put it that way, that is interesting. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you can always renegotiate whether or not they're willing to listen to something else. But, yeah, that would be interesting. Like, yeah, I want $30 million up front. <laughs> Pay me. I'm worth it. I promise. Yeah, like I mean, because at work, you know, you don't sign a like a ten year deal. You just you sign uh, terms of agreement of employment, but yeah, yeah, contract. Right. Well, it would just be interesting if my contract's coming up. <laughs> it, it would just be really interesting uh, if that it happened in actually a little employee workplace. <laughs> um, one more uh, item as well that I wanted to touch on in regards to that CBA as well. Another point of contention is an 18-game regular season, and whether you think that's a good or bad idea. Is the current model good? I would love it. I mean, I I, I want more games, too, as a fan. As a fan. As it's a not fan my body getting selfish, blasted yeah. to bits every weekend. And the argument is that there's that's two more weeks of revenue being generated that goes back to the players as well. I also and there would be would... an extra bye week thrown in, I think, as well. I think it would be cool. I think the current situation is fine. It's fine. Personally. I'm not complaining about it, but... Like I, what, what uh, the other thing people often bring up when they talk about the eighteen game, you know, season is is extended rosters, which I think could be really intriguing. Because then well, someone you, just brought that up recently, uh, Rod Dog. Uh, that why do we have uh, fifty three guys on a team? It is sort of arbitrary. If you can only it? suit up forty five, why not just have them all suit up? Yeah, like because like, <laughs> but could you imagine though? Like, like I, I mean, I. Fine, I would be fine for an extended roster now, even. But like, if it if an eighteen game season, whatever. But just an extended roster, because like, how many of these guys come out and they're just not ready? You know, it takes them years to develop. And but you would you would be very much uh, motivated to play more guys 
and get a more yeah. experience and see more people who could potentially, you know, butt into more star quality or maybe, players. Or maybe you can have a rule where, uh, you know, you, the guys can only play in 16 games in that instead of 18. So Ooh, two games are going to fit. That's really interesting. That would that'd be really hard with that the quarterback be. position, though. That'd be really hard. Every other position, it could yeah, kind of work. Yeah, but everyone would have but... to do it, man. Everyone would have to do it. The oh, that would be interesting. The backup QB spot would be gold now. And then what? Like in the playoffs, <laughs> you just get your full roster and utilize it as you please. Yeah. And that would be interesting because then you like, oh my gosh, like, but you'd have a battle hardened roster with a lot of depth. Like across that would, the board, that would really so, add some some really interesting dynamics. So would the I Lions like use Tom Savage Week One <laughs> because they're playing the Cardinals with a rookie quarterback? Oh, is that what you do? Yeah, yeah, you strategize. Yeah, use them against your worst. It'd be more like yeah. A, yeah. It'd be more like the MLB in some ways. Like you use everybody at different times, and you give guys breaks. Like and you strategize when you're willing to give guys break. That would be really. I think that would add a whole new cool dimension to the game. It really would. It'll give us a lot to talk about on these podcasts. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> Holy crap! The one argument against that, I could that comes off the top of my head, would be then how do the disservice to fans if if they buy tickets to games and they have to go to the game when the second string quarterback's playing? Yeah, you that know, would be that would be rough. That would be the hard one. We're worried about the fans. The weird thing is, it's Jeez. the quarterback position is the only real sticking point in my mind. Every other position you could kind of probably pull off, but like the quarterback position is just so central. You know, you, it's so uh, imperative to the offense. You you know, you go in and see a game, and the left tackle's different. You know, you don't feel like you're getting ripped or anything. But like, if you go, I mean, even receivers like banged up and stuff, injuries happen. I don't know. Just you go and and they decide they'll take out and pull the second string quarterback in there. It'd be. You might feel a little gypped, but I don't know. I like it. I love. I love the intrigue of this idea. That would be really cool. Yeah, I like the intrigue of it too, and I think, <laughs> boy, the strategy would be amazing that they'd have to come up with. It would have so <laughs> much dimension to the strategizing of a season. Yeah, I think instead of just having one fine-tuned unit, ideally that you're trying to keep, you know, get through the season, you you gotta you know, have a lot of other guys ready to go. Oh, that's pretty cool. It, and, you know, it would also uh, change the whole, a huge dimension of the backup quarterback position in the NFL, which is seen as such a cush job. Oh, like, exactly. You know, exactly. Your backup better be pretty You're going to earn yep. your freaking money two games a season at least. No kidding. All and of a sudden your backup is a really important position. Really important. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Anyway, that's that was a good, good. I like that idea. So Tom, Tom Savage going two and zero in the future for the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Every year, no, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, with his defense oh. being top five, it should be pretty easy. Oh boy, man, we we were uh, robbed of Jake Rudock being a two and zero line quarterback uh, yeah, in this situation. Then, yeah, <laughs> 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 he would have thrown a lot of five yard passes. Oh boy, but I mean, you, it's not only just the quarterback; it's all the positions, right? Yeah, yeah, that would all the, like all the yeah, positions. just say carry on all for two games. I mean, it'd yeah. be really weird. Max would have to sit for two games. Your depth would you be know? so important. Yeah. 
like you're playing a team with weak receivers, sit your sit slay and you know sit a couple of your best defenders, you know whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you just you have to adjust your strategy. Versatility would become really important, even more important. I know some teams stress versatility, other teams don't. Uh, but versatility would become a more unanimously uh, heralded uh, trait if you did it that. Might, it might create a whole job position for some coach that just studies rosters and finds out where to best use players in which oh games God. and stuff no like kidding. that, you know? I mean, you create new jobs. I mean, that'd be job wild. Creator. I mean, the potential of how it would change the game would be huge. NFL, are you listening? Yeah, I, I hope they're listening. There's some good ideas being uh, thrown, bandied about here. This is revolutionary stuff. Or is it evolutionary? Yeah, probably more evolutionary. We're not blowing <laughs> it up. Uh, so... Last question that was on my mind this week, and again, uh, listeners are just <laughs> just kind of bouncing around here today, but I, I like it. I like I'm it a lot. Fun with it. Um, just uh, this one just popped in my head. Uh, so Tom Brady's forty-one, going on forty-two this year in the NFL. Said he wanted to play to forty-five. Matt Stafford's thirty-one right now. I just wanted to see what your guys' guess was on how long Matt Stafford plays the NFL for. You know. I'm going to feel this one first, so that's all right, UJ. Um, this is this is sort of like a contingency, or it's a sort of a... And this is his 10th NFL season, by the way. If so, or then... 11th, 11th cup coming up. I could definitely see Stafford going a long time. The Actually, I've always kind of theorized that Stafford would hit his true prime as his arm started to slowly drop off a little bit, and he had to rely more on touch to get balls where he wants them to be. Because he he was always a laser arm, you know. He if you missed by an inch, you missed by a mile, and uh, so I could see him coming into his prime in the next five years. I mean, here's the big thing: obviously, injuries are a big one. I mean, Brady's been injured, but you you know, most of the time those are pretty fluky. Most of the time, he gets pretty clean pockets. He has a really well-run organization that balances its its roster out so that its defense is usually solid. Its offensive line is usually, you know, at least, you know, competent. It's going to really depend on if uh, – I think this Patricia is and Quinn are the two main factors in this equation. Uh, if Patricia and Quinn can really get this thing humming, I could see Stafford going that long. Easy. I mean, if he wants to, obviously, that's another thing. But um, I could yeah. see it. So just to bring it up, uh, the all-time record for most consecutive starts in, is by Brett Favre. 297. <laughs> wow. This, that's regular season, regular season starts. I should yeah. uh, but I don't think he ever missed one anyway, so it matter. Did anyone else revel in his uh, final play with the Vikings when he threw that interception? I'm sorry. That was a little sidebar. But <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, Matt Stafford's at 128 Wow. currently, Wait, which, what is, was which is amazing considering how he started his career. Right? Glassford? That's still a difference of 169 games. Matt Stafford would have to play ten and a a little over ten and a half seasons of regular season football, the sixteen game schedule, to break that record. Will Matt Stafford break that record? I would say no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to believe he can. The, the, uh, the guy played with I a broken believe, back last year. I believe he can. I think Stafford's a tough son of a gun, and he can. I think he'll play. I still think he loves the game. You know what, for you fans looking for something to do as we wait for the new season to start, 
go back on YouTube and watch some of the Stafford highlights and just marvel at his arm. It's just incredible. Yeah. And, you know, just look at some of the stuff and, and get excited about the season coming up. And for you people doubting Stafford, I'm serious. Like, look at some of the stuff he's done in the past. Wow. This, this guy... He's hands down the best quarterback this team's ever had. Easy. And I just I just pray that we see the success build here and, and Stafford gets to take us to the promised land in the next few years. No, this year, I hope. But, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. But for you guys, I mean, seriously, go watch some videos, man. It'll get you pumped for the season. What, I was just talking to my cousin about that, uh, about the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys comeback game in, uh, what year was that, uh, 14, 15? Uh, whatever. You, everyone knows the game. The one where he ended it by calling, you know, pulling his own self audible and and diving into the end zone instead of spiking the ball. The Riley, Riley, quiet. Uh, you know that great game. But like, it was like it looked like a a a, a sequence out of a Madden, an old Madden game. Not these new ones that make it look hyper real and dull. But like the old ones were like you could throw laser balls that just go right to the receiver's hands. And like that kind of stuff, he was—he's—he's he's otherworldly when he's on. He is without a doubt. I mean, he is, he is exceptional in every way, physically. I think his—I mean, my my favorite still is the Falcons game last year. I just last year was it last year? I hate two that years game. Ago? I know, but Wait. that last drive of the game, Stafford was so good. Wait, he which one? So the one in London or the one where we lost on the inch line because the of a stupid line. call? The, the inch line. Yeah. I forget that. If game you go back and watch purpose. that drive, Stafford is incredible on it. Uh, and we obviously we got gypped in that game. That's why I still give him credit for organizing a great drive. Because if you go back and watch it, it's. We won that oh, game in my so mind. So good. So good. The first two throws yeah. he makes on that drive are nobody else in the NFL can make. <laughs> Right, and he, and he still does that, you know. And we got to remember what we got here, and I think we got a hell of a quarterback. Oh yeah, I just, I just really do. I mean, his biggest, I, th- I would say his one of his, the biggest or a couple of the biggest factors of him going forward in the later parts of his career here are going to be how much he loves to delve into the nuance of his game and really improving and tweaking his abilities. I mean, he showed some signs, you know, a couple years ago when it was two years ago, the year before last. When all, he went to that court, you know, humbled himself, finally got outside counsel outside of the team and went to a, you know, a guru or whatever you call him, a, a, a quarterback guru that, uh, you know, finally got him to work on the touch in his deep ball. And you saw what he was really capable of then when he could heave it with like nice soft arcs and drop it on his re- receivers. Like if he continues to really strive for that kind of thing, I mean, you know, he's had a rockier start than guys and a rockier career to this date than guys like Brady or Rodgers, but I could easily see him playing, you know, seasons that are rival, if not easily surpass guys like that down the line. I'm with you. I'm yep. yep. No, I, I mean, we're big supporters of Stafford on this podcast, and Connor and Bob, too. Are, I, oh, yeah. We all are. We all are. We drink yeah. the Lucade. That's my QB. Heavily. Yeah. For our boy, Matt Stafford. Oh, yeah. <laughs> frat, frat love you, boy. Matt. I love, I love I, I just want to see a little more of that frat boy attitude. I think it's come back with that ch- beer chugging video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, 
We got to give him props for that one, man. Oh, I mean, he put Aaron Rodgers to shame. He put everybody to shame. True. He made it look pretty easy, you know. I was proud of him. I, t- I cried. Just a tear. Um, Just one little little tear. I yeah. Like a little baby. <laughs> Before we wrap up, there's one more thing I wanted to add. And just uh, something quick. Bob sent this One to more. us in the chat. Uh, okay. New, Kenny Galladay's new uh, tattoo. If you haven't seen it yet, check it out on his Instagram. I love it. The it buy-in. Is a giant, giant lion on his. It, the lion covers up his complete back and has a crown with his initials on it. <laughs> I love nice. it. I, I love it. I hope it. that means he's signing for. Uh, Less than what he's worth on the open market going <laughs> forward. Hey, hey, but the last guy who put a big lion on his body like that was Zettel, and he was gone the next year. So I, I, I hope that's not a bad. I still love Zettel, but yeah, no, that but was yeah. a that was a bummer. But, but Zettel <laughs> Zettel goes and tackles trees. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. you know, he, that's also a part of nature for him. Zettel's so. a little nutty, and I love yeah. him, but. Uh, okay. He's Good got unlucky. Kenny, Kenny G, baby. I love it. I, I love, love the it. buy-in of it. I love the buy-in that it symbolizes. He's not, you know, that's what I'm talking about, about the mercenary nature of pro sports. Like, these guys that just go to a team and they're just wait. It's just a one stop on the uh, wait before they go to their next team, you know. And that's how Sue really was. And, and you could tell it. Like, he was just working hard for himself. I love guys that come to a team and they really become like an embodiment of that team and the city, and they they really love it and buy in. You know, that's yeah. I love this what yeah. that represents. I'm a, okay. that excites me when I two see guys stuff that like that. Two, one guy that comes to mind is Nate Burleson. I thought yeah, he really Nate bought sure. in. He yeah, still Nate talks about awesome. it. Oh yeah, he still talks about his love for Detroit. He's like the one national voice that we have right He's now. He's our only <laughs> respectful like big head talking head out there i mean yeah. that guy gives yeah. us props without like he gives us so much more coverage than we would have otherwise and you know there's another one too i i almost don't want to mention but golden tate i think he yes that was in my oh, city you, you beat me to it we did him dirty in my mind yeah. still I'll, i'm gonna have i don't know if i'll ever get over that one yeah, that was a tough one but there's another guy though who just you know he embodied it he bought into the city and the town and the team and everything you know yeah. and I, I, I love it, and I, I believe Stafford's the same way. Maybe not as vocal, but I think he truly is, and I think a few of these other guys are too. I think. Yeah, Stafford's know, definitely I, not as vocal about it. He's not really. And I'll, a t- vocal. And I'll tell you what: if, if this team wins it, man, they'll, they'll never they'll never pay for another meal or oh drink in this God. town. <laughs> Talk about like gods yeah. among men; like they will be immortalized yeah. in that oh, city. For sure. I mean, especially like you know the Patriots have how many Super Bowls? The Pitt Steelers, teams like that. Like, uh, you know, they think fondly of those guys and stuff, but, like, the first team to win a Lions Super Bowl, can you imagine how they're – oh, my God, they're going to be – they're going to stand, you know, above all in sports history of Detroit, even you know, no, regardless of sport. They're going to be just – the, the, the 85 Bears are still living off that Super yes, Bowl. Yes, they are. Right? Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, those guys – I mean, Bears haven't won since then. Did and, they uh, win before then? Nope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's their one Super Bowl. Now, add all the anguish and pain we've gone through yep. as Detroit Lions fans. Yeah. Oh, I'm, my God. That's one thing I like to bring up with my buddies because, I mean, me and Rod Dog are both born before uh, that Super Bowl, the Bears yeah. Super Bowl. Oh, so we were born I, before I like, that? I, I remember it when I was uh, negative – Five when I was watching it. Oh, we were both born after. <laughs> both born after it. Sorry, both born after it. Yeah. Um, I like to bring up that 
me and uh, all my buddies, like, the Lions and Bears have won the same amount of Super Bowls in our lifetimes. Right. <laughs> so they like they have nothing to I don't, they have nothing to stand on when they 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 you know give shit about the Lions or whatever. But <laughs> I I just come back with that like we're on the same level. We made it to that conference championship go. once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But I think that's gonna wrap it up for this week. Uh, we f- we found a lot of good stuff to talk about when there wasn't a lot to talk about, which I like a lot. Oh yeah, always something good to talk about the lines. So we w- we will continue uh, trying to give you these podcasts here. Sorry for the two weeks off. Uh, I imagine everybody is enjoying their uh, vac- vacations or Fourth of July and things of that nature. Anyways, hopefully. Uh, sorry if you didn't. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I do want to make one strong apology to our super fan Sean. Uh, we're very yeah. sorry for throwing off your podcast schedule. Uh, yeah, we're gonna try to do better time. in the future. I promise. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Uh, but please, hey. uh, if you like what you've listened to, please continue to share this podcast. Um, subscribe to it on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. It's available on almost all the platforms except for SoundCloud. We don't or not on SoundCloud. <laughs> Uh, um, and then leave a review as well on uh, iTunes. It helps. Yeah, leave us it a helps. review. Leave us some questions. Give uh, us a bad give review. Some, give us some yeah. pointers. Tell yeah. us how stupid we are. <laughs> yeah, just we want bad reviews. You know, well, I'd, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take them. We take them. We'll then take we do the listen, and then we re- respect it, and we'll we'll try to address them immediately. Give us your yeah. trolls. Give us your haters. <laughs> we want yeah. y'all. Just be ready to get it back the next time. Yeah, That's all. we're petty. Like we'll like, go low. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Rud Dog, UJ, um, for, for joining this week. Yep, and I'm thank Big, you, Z. Big Z. Um, last but not least, gentlemen, as always, go. go! Field. A charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details